Hello, and welcome to On the Horizon. This podcast is an extension of Horizon Church, a relationally driven, socially conscious, Jesus-centered church located in the heart of Towson, Maryland. We're recording today from Dean's Studios. My name is Beth McDonald. I'm your host today, and we are beginning the second part of our podcast about our prayer team here at Horizon. So how has your, you've, you touched on this, how has your view of prayer changed through this process as like just the idea of prayer, but also as you praying for someone, how, how has that changed? It's, it's changed big time for me. Um, I had this kind of, even in 10 years of pastoral ministry, I have a, I have a seminary degree, you know, like, I, so like, it's not like I don't know my theology, hmm. but I kind of had this, and I think a lot of people, unfortunately, in the evangelical world have this, it's kind of a warped sense of his sovereignty. Hmm. And the way it plays out is really destructive. Um, it basically hmm. is like, I didn't think God really healed unless it was this very random, very rare, sovereign act of God. If that's true, then I don't really need to pray anyway, because he's going to do what he wants to do. And you hear that a lot, unfortunately, in the church. Oh, he's just going to do what he wants to do. It is what it is. is, So then why do you even pray? So I didn't, frankly, at all. Like, um, but, so this has completely shifted um, to seeing things like healing prayer, deliverance prayer, much more like, I think, the evangelical world sees um, witnessing or sharing the gospel. I think most people would acknowledge while God does occasionally sovereignly show up to people and save them, 90% of the time, the way he has chosen, he has chosen to operate in the world is through us by sharing the gospel. And so he commands us to go share the gospel. Why? Well, because 90% of the time, he wants to operate through us. So it matters if we share the gospel, right? It matters. That's how it changed for me with prayer. Like it matters if we pray because mm-hmm. he, he actually wants to impact people's lives through us. He wants us to be a conduit of the kingdom of God. Your right. kingdom come. This is how Jesus taught us to pray. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So we're to be those conduits. And it's through us praying that his kingdom actually shows up in tangible ways like inner healing, like physical healing, like deliverance. And um, so anyway, I pray a lot more now. It matters to me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I'll even, I even think it matters. I know this is, this might be a little stretch, but it matters. Um, sometimes showing up matters. Right. Like whether I actually drive two hours and show up and lay hands on the person and pray. Right. Like, that actually makes a tangible difference differently than a, than a long distance intercessory prayer does. So, um, so I believe in the fact that we are real, like this isn't pretend, this is real. Like we are real conduits of the kingdom of God. That's how God designed it to work. And now I believe 90% of the time when he chooses to heal someone, it's going to be through someone praying. Mm-hmm. Now, now he he's always has that ten percent in his back pocket of just sovereignly healing whenever he wants, and he's God and he can do that. But mm-hmm. that's that doesn't mean we base our entire um, practice on the ten percent, right? We base our practice on the ninety percent of how he wants to operate in the mm-hmm. world. So uh, that's been a big difference. I think it really matters if if we pray. It really changes things in the heavenly realms. I think that Daniel story of the angel, Daniel praying. And then the angel showing up three weeks sure. later, 
Like that's kind of how I view it now. It's mm-hmm. even if we can't see it tangibly, something is happening in the spirit realm. Something is happening in the heavenly places that we don't know about, that our prayers are actually affecting it. And we may not see the tangible results mm-hmm. here on earth, but like it matters. How about you guys? How has your view of prayer changed? I mean, I used to do it because I felt guilty. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. I better pray today. <laughs> That's been a week. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, now it's just, I mean, it's just become a huge part of my life. Also, um, I hope this <laughs> makes sense to share here. Um, I was, I became a stay-at-home mom. Uh, it was really like hard and I felt really anxious that I wasn't like like my purpose I did a I don't know if you guys ever heard of Shailene Johnson but she has like this goal setting thing and you rate different areas of your life and my purpose was like so low in my career I just felt like oh my gosh I just feel like I'm wasting away here and I know it's important to be a mom I told I get that but <laughs> I just anyone felt, who's had a mom has been a mom yeah knows exactly what you're talking <laughs> like, about so don't worry about I'm it alive, just my two kids in here right so when this like prayer just this whole prayer thing just exploded (laughs) it was so cool I realized that not only uh, when I'm in the prayer room and I'm praying with someone is that like this really cool powerful thing that I'm part of and I Mm -hmm. feel so honored to be part of that Um, but also like in my house I'm just washing dishes I've heard like I I try to be more prayerful Mm -hmm. even just going about my day and sometimes God will just like come out of nowhere and and tell me something to pray for someone to reach out to and it just has given me such this um, huge like I just feel like I have this huge purpose in life to live with God in in this um, this really cool way Um, I love that and I think that's been just life-changing for me I feel like I even have purpose at home and you know so it's expanded way beyond the you know prayer I mean? room. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. For me, and it's been um, a journey even as the prayer team. I mean, gosh, we've been doing it for three years in the prayer room of I don't know, just kind of taking myself a lot less seriously for mm. the uh, and, and my reputation and also like how I'm feeling in the moment. Even early on, like you expect you know, if you're going to minister for prayer, like you better get yourself, get your game face on, <laughs> get yourself right, because you're going into battle. Be uh, really spiritual. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then in the moment, like where you talk about checking in on the person of if the Lord's showing up, like being very like checking in on you as he, um, you know, at work and you and you are you ministering in the best possible way. And you realize like it's awesome, like having so much experience in praying for people of recognizing um just how the Lord works and like he he shows up sometimes and you're just unaware like you said Heather the second time you're prayed for you you know you didn't even really feel it or sometimes you feel his presence like crazy and you don't he showed up he did something but you don't know what right. happened right you know and right. so it's it's really cool and it's it's a cool reminder of like prayer ministry isn't about you at all because like first of all you aren't the one who is going to get the glory if something happens like like the Lord is the one who is coming, showing up. His presence is where healing is found. His kingdom is where things are all made right. Um, and it's just not about us at right. all. Like, and so it's, you know, I've spent 20 some years ministering where, you know, oftentimes it's been about me, about what I bring to the table. And through this prayer training, it's like, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the difference has been that it's so much more of a conversation 
then I realized uh, and that listening piece that you really can mm-hmm. hear mm-hmm. from God uh, as to how to pray or as some encouragement for the person, that there's a lot more interaction that can happen. Then I realized you're not, mm-hmm. you know, before I, you, I would pray and it felt like it hit the ceiling and yeah. <laughs> and it was a duty and something we're supposed to do. But now it feels like actual hearing, but there's a risky piece mm-hmm. to Absolutely. it that I think God loves us to take risks and sometimes when you're hearing for someone, it, it we, we make it sound like it's just kind of happens all the time and it's so common and, and it can be, it is, but it's a risk yeah. to say that out loud. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious if you guys have felt that, what's it like to take a risk? What happens when it goes well, but what happens when you take a risk and nothing happens? <laughs> I, I think it's important for listeners to know that when we talk about hearing from the Holy Spirit, we never... Um, we always acknowledge that scripture is the foundational truth Absolutely. and that nothing Absolutely. that if we're hearing something that, that somehow like contradicts the truth of scripture, Absolutely. then we know that that's not from the Holy spirit. So just to clarify that for listeners that we're not like <laughs> creating our own like right. brand new Bible, you know, right. but we're, we're really just um, allowing the Holy spirit, you know, John, I think it's John 10 that talks about my sheep will know my voice. Mm-hmm. And it's really just about being sheep that know his voice, that hear him, hear his promptings. Um, and yeah, it's risky because sometimes we get it right and sometimes we get it wrong and it's not the Lord. And it was just maybe a thought that passed yes. through our head that we thought was the Holy Spirit. And um, I, I've taken some risks um, after I preach on Sunday. There's occasionally on Sunday morning, I'll pray and ask the Lord, like, is there any focuses that you want us to make like? to invite people back to the prayer room for specific things. So like I'm basically I'm asking for a word of knowledge. Are there people in the room dealing with a specific thing? And so when I'm done with my sermon, sometimes I'll say, Hey, I really feel like the Lord put this on my heart that, that we want to focus on praying for these people this morning. Like Mm -hmm. if you're dealing with this particular thing, um, I've had Sundays where exactly zero people came back for that thing, you know, and it's like, well, either there was people in the room that had it and didn't want to come back or I just totally missed it. Right. I think the better approach is to kind of just assume you missed it. Um, We we were careful not to put any sort of fault finding on anyone else. Right. Um, But then there's been other Sundays where there was this one Sunday where there was two things and they seemed unrelated and one was with, with eyes, mm-hmm. and one was with cancer. And I said, okay, so if you have anything like really an eye issue, or if you're dealing with any kind of tumor or cancer, please come back. And there was so many people back there. And then the stories that unfolded from praying for that, so many people mm. got healed from, from that. Um, in various ways at various levels. So what's uh, awesome is we're a fairly small church. You know, you aren't yeah. talking about doing this in front of a thousand people right. meeting <laughs> right. where that's like a high percentage that right. you're going to have an overlap. Somebody in here is going to have that yes. ailment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and a couple of them were severe. I think uh, severe sort of this disease doesn't go away on its own kind of thing. Uh, one in particular with the eyes and the Lord he- healed her. Now it wasn't like immediate. But like over time, the Lord healed that. And so that was just super encouraging. Um, but you don't always know when those words are about to come out of your mouth. Like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> that's so true. I think for you, like that's a 
bigger risk up front, you know, mm-hmm. all eyes on you. You know, it, when with the prayer team, when people come back for prayer, you know, it, it's it, you're kind of building, like mostly you have a relationship with the people already. And if you don't, like, it's very quick. Like they're back there um, wanting to experience God's love and you're back there willing to give God's love. So there's this bond that forms that even if you say something like, hey, I'm hearing this from the Lord um, and you're off, like, I've never had a response like, what the heck? Like, what's your problem, man? <laughs> I'm out of like, here. It's always like, no, that's I'm all right. You know, this. it's like a loving back and forth. <laughs> yeah. But right. when it does land, like, and you see, like, not only does it land intellectually, but, like, spiritually, you see, like, a sp- like a validation, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit validating what you say. You feel it mm-hmm. in your body. You see some effect on them. Like, that is just so powerful, like a divine moment, eternal moment that happens for sure. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I've had the same experience in the prayer room where people are very forgiving. They're very yes. kind. <laughs> They're like, yes. yeah, I don't, that's not resonating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like God asking us to take risks, um, like sometimes if I hear something about like their sister, I don't even know if they have a sister, you know, right. that's like, um, you got to like gulp and be like, <laughs> I'm hearing this. Or, um, if I'm out somewhere and I feel like God's saying, pray for this man's heart. And I'm like, Oh my goodness! What if he his heart is fine? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? right. Um, but those times are so cool. I, I think it's some of my favorites are when there's I don't know the person, mm-hmm. and um, God will share something that just blows. It just like you know right. that they, like they're gonna share that story that the God like right. sees them. You know, it's so cool. Right. It's like worth that risk, but right. it's so scary. <laughs> it is. It yeah. is scary. And I know with the prayer team training. I would get picture. I know Heather gets pictures sometimes and it would start sharing what I think I'm seeing. And that's scary. Like they're going to think you're lost your marbles. (laughs) (laughs) But often they'll start crying or there's some reaction of somehow that's ministering to them. Yeah. I love that. I I think learning how the Holy Spirit speaks, Mm -hmm. that he can speak through like a still small voice, a, a passing thought. A picture in your mind or a video in your mind or um, he can highlight scripture passages like these are all ways the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit can I think so learning those different ways I think is important and helps us take risk but I think also just knowing that it's okay to miss it right right I, I always got the impression that these people that did this never Made missed mistakes. it never right. got it wrong right. uh, yeah but I think recently some of the leaders in the church that are really gifted in this area have really made it okay to miss as long as you are willing to admit that you missed mm-hmm. right rather than the big man on stage or the big woman on stage that's this like incredibly gifted mm-hmm. person of God you mm-hmm. know it's like no sometimes we miss it and it's, right. and like if we can admit it and and like just own it right yeah um I feel like God even honors that and he helps us grow um, in it from the misses even. And know? what's so cool is to think back to 2014 when you got that word from the woman in our church. Like that was something, like you said, didn't happen at Horizon Church at all. There was no context whatsoever. I feel like this woman was probably one of the few that could get away with giving a word because just her background and churches she'd been to in the past. But now, you know, five years later, I feel like there's a culture where people should feel free if they hear from the Lord to share with other people and mm-hmm. know that like most of the people at Horizon will understand where that's coming from, understand that it you know it's coming out of a place of love and it might you know they might have gotten it wrong but that doesn't like 
that's not an indictment on their relationship with right. the Lord. It it should be commended that and they, they might took have a risk. It partly right. Yes. Apparently wrong. And mm-hmm. you know the phrase that we use is chew on uh, chew on the meat and spit out the bone. That yeah. part take the part that resonates with you because part of our responsibility when we hear a word given to us from somebody else is to take it before him and say, Lord, help me figure out, does this relate to me? What part does? What part doesn't? Right. What do I hang on to? What do I not? That it, again, it's all about relationship and living in community Absolutely. and proximity to one another and being able to even go back to that person and say, this part made sense, but this part didn't. Can you expand on what you thought you heard? Or let them know, okay, this part you heard correctly, this part you didn't. But again, it's all in relationship and all in making that person feel loved. Absolutely. Uh, what uh, do you wish more people knew about the prayer room, about going back for prayer? Do you think people, hmm. like what would cause someone to hesitate to go back there? What do you wish they knew? There's a couple of things I wish um, I wish uh, I could I could teach more thoroughly on Sunday morning, uh, which is, um, and, and actually I'm going to do it just not on Sunday morning. <laughs> I'm going to do some seminars here on, on healing prayer and on deliverance. Um, because sometimes if you just have the information, it just makes it easier to, to go back and understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest things that I, I wish people knew is that healing often is a process. So someone may have a really injured knee and they come back and we pray for the knee and it feels like something happened, but they walk away and, and the knee's, knee's not healed. They may not ever come back because they thought, well, I just go back this one time and God heals me or he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't heal me, it must be God's will that he, that he doesn't want me healed. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. Uh, even Jesus, with this beautiful story of Jesus praying for a blind man twice. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect son of God, perfectly in tune with the Holy Spirit, perfectly in tune with the Father. Like he prays for a blind guy and the blind guy gets partially healed. He says he sees got people, they look like trees. Mm -hmm. Then he prays a second time. I mean, this is if Jesus had to pray twice, right? right? Right. And nowadays our interpretation would be like, well, God's sovereign. Like, I guess he only wanted the man to see trees. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly right. We would have a bunch of tree seers walking around. Because it must be God's sovereign will yeah. that we only see the people they look like trees. Absolutely. But it, I wish they would. We have some that's really gotten a hold of this that they keep coming back mm-hmm. and understand that sometimes you have to just like the woman who approached the unjust judge over and over and over right. again. Sometimes faith looks like persistence, mm-hmm. not like some gigantic faith in God's healing. Sometimes faith is simply I'm just going to keep going after this. Right. And right. not stop. Right. Absolutely. And so I, I wish, I wish people had a better hold of that mm-hmm. to continue to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other thing is that just how holistic healing really is, mm. especially inner healing, that you can come back for prayer and God can really lift things off of you and heal mm-hmm. things. But that doesn't mean that's the end. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we'll talk about people after we pray for them and they've experienced a measure of healing, but it's sort of like, please don't stop here. You know, mm-hmm. like this, this is just really the beginning. And this is especially true with deliverance. Right. And I know that sometimes that scares people, but there can be demonic um, spirits attached to people and we can pray. And because Jesus gave us his authority, we stand in his authority and we command the spirits to leave and they do leave. And we've seen that happen a number of times, mm-hmm. but often like that is the beginning of mm-hmm. their journey of healing. 
mm-hmm. because something was the, the only way that that demonic spirit got got in them or on them was because of a brokenness that's there mm-hmm. and if that brokenness doesn't get healed the, those demons are going to come back you right. know and, and so it's it's really just the beginning of this holistic picture of small group and community right. and accountability and just every uh, discipleship everything we talk about mm-hmm. in church like all of that matters and is a piece of healing prayer um it's it's sort of like the the, the wraparound services the holistic healing that can happen for a person's mm-hmm. life so it's often a, and more often than not a process and i would say it's an event and a process mm-hmm. it's this staggered it's like a process that leads to an event and then a process after the event mm-hmm. even if there is a miraculous healing sometimes that um like i've experienced it for myself and other people have experienced where it seems to come back like that pain seems to come back and so to come back for you know yeah for more and and that and sometimes people don't and that's the other thing i wish i could teach on the enemy hates healing prayer Mm -hmm. he hates to be Mm -hmm. people set free physically and emotionally and spiritually like he hates that so he will attack the very area that you got free immediately upon leaving the prayer room. Mm-hmm. So people think, oh great, like my knee is completely healed and the, and they walk and then two days later their knee starts to hurt. They don't understand what's happening. They think, oh, I must not have gotten healed. But actually what's happening is sometimes the enemy's attacking that area and you have to just stand your ground. Like mm-hmm. Ephesians 6 says, stand firm mm-hmm. with the belt right. of truth. You know, right. the truth is, no, I was healed. Like, mm. stop it. Like, yeah. get off my knee in Jesus' name. <laughs> yeah. I was healed. And you sort of stand with your shield of faith. And and then and, and more times than not, that pain will immediately go away. But really, it's the enemy pestering because he hates this. He, right. he hates to see people get free. Right. So he's going to come after anyone who does get free. Right. You know, what I would like people to know is... Um, just all the conversations that happen behind the scenes. So, Mark, you were talking about in our first training, all, all the people in the training who came from charismatic backgrounds but had negative experiences. And in a way, like our prayer team, tra- uh, prayer room, is that legacy, you know? And so there's a lot of conversations about how not to make it weird for people, how not to make it uncomfortable. Things like, you know, after somebody leaves the prayer room, like we aren't going to, when we see you in church, remind <laughs> you of, uh, you know, the the very personal so issue. That rash coming. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like that's that stays in the prayer room. You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. Hey, hey, <laughs> how's that rash? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, things like that, or even like appropriate touching. You know, right. you know, we we spent. I mean, Beth and I did the third prayer team training. And we spent so much time talking about right. appropriate touching in the prayer. <laughs> Um, or, you know, uh, how to love people well. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and so that was always the thing that, you know, Mark beat into our head in the, the first training is that people 100% of the time might not get healed or might not have a miraculous encounter with the Lord, but 100% of the time they should feel loved by you and loved by God. And so we're very, you know, tapped right. in with that. So we aren't going to make it weird, but we're also like understand too, like when you interact with God, like, it should feel a little weird, you know, right. like, you know, it should feel unnatural as well. Like, like you are having a supernatural encounter. So we walk that tightrope. I think we tried to walk that very well. And we're very, we're constantly having conversations about how to do that better. And I think the prayer room is more like an ER. Mm. Like we can't, like we are limited. Right. So like, um, we're not, we're not a physical therapy 
place, right? An ER is not a physical therapy place. So like some people come in and really they need more long-term counseling right. or they need more, um, or like for instance, e even with deliverance, if we notice that a deliverance thing is happening there, we won't do it right there. We'll schedule a time during the week because right. deliverance can get a little embarrassing or messy for someone. Or if someone is, is sort of breaking down, you know, we try to keep that very safe place, but we're limited. We're not a counseling mm -hmm. service. Mm -hmm. We're not a doctor's office. You know, we're not, we try to stick to what we're called right. to do and anything beyond that we sort of refer out beyond us and we right. know you know i think that is the abuses of other ministries that people were bringing up in our training is not knowing your limitations not knowing your role in that moment for sure i think um i would want people to know uh, so deliverance prayer sounds strange and um uh, now it feels it sounds weird to say, but it just seems normal to me. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a new normal. New normal. Um, so, because before experiencing deliverance prayer, I thought like, uh, okay, I know if there needs to be de de like deliverance prayer. If there's like a man that comes down from the mountains that's like has chains on him and he's naked, right? And de <laughs> definitely naked. Growling. <laughs> Maybe a loincloth. Yeah, a lot of growling. Yeah. Well, yeah. So now to see, like, there's definitely a, a spectrum of, like, um, how someone can be being, I'm probably saying this poorly, but be affected um, by uh, demonic, by the demonic. Um, but how, how normal kind of that is in, in, with just every human, um, that that's a part of spiritual warfare. Um I think sometimes, uh, Mark, you talked about this before, like that one of Satan's greatest weapons is to have us think that he doesn't exist. So I would just encourage if there's any anyone that feels like they're like having this spiritual warfare and they just want to come for prayer for that to if it um, is a deliverance prayer situation that it's not some weird, bizarre, like you're not the man or woman <laughs> in the right. mountain. You know what I mean? It's like a just a thing that we can pray for each other for 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 protection from the enemy and for deliverance I, from that. I think the movies have done a really mm -hmm. horror yeah. movies have done a real disservice mm -hmm. to yeah. what we see Jesus do in the gospels. I mean, he was yeah. you can't read two chapters without him setting someone free of a demon. Right. Right. And we've sort of tried to demythologize that by explaining it away and oh this was that and this was that, but the truth is that people still deal with, you know, demonic spirits being attached to their life in some yeah. way and I, I remember you you prayed for me for um a, a critical uh like a critical or uh, a spirit that was like it was i don't know what it would be called like a critical spirit it was a um it was huge for me you know um i don't know that was just a huge part of part of me that just changed I think and I don't want to speak for everyone but I think people might be surprised that I probably every one of us in here have had some type of deliverance prayer right. yeah. over right. us that's had an impact yeah, it's right. huge, yeah. absolutely I in fact it was part of my journey was right. again I'm in Starbucks which is my holy place <laughs> either that or a parking lot all the biggest all of <laughs> all of my life transforming moments happen in Starbucks or a parking lot um but I was uh, praying, I was reading this book on deliverance and they like guided me through this prayer and I was like praying these things in the mm -hmm. back. And uh, 
and I felt like a couple demonic spirits kind of lifted off me. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel anything tangibly, but it felt like something just happened. It was like one of those moments, like something happened. I don't know what happened. Right. Right. I really didn't ha- know what happened till later. Right. And what happens when a spirit leaves is usually that area of temptation in your life goes from a level like eight down to a level two. Exactly. So th- that's yeah. what I noticed. Mm-hmm. It's not that you still don't have to deal with your own flesh, humanity, your own right. humanity, your own whatever. Like there's still a level two there, but like, what I notice in these two particular areas is that what, what demonic uh, attachments or, or, or demons do in your life is they crank up that temptation where it feels like, oh, this is like, I, this is like insurmountable mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. And so in these two areas of my life, it felt like I was always dealing with temptation that was like level eight, level 10. And I had to have like really, really strong will to resist it. Mm-hmm. Right. But now my, it's like my desires have changed. I don't even desire that anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's because these things lifted off of me. Sure. Um, and the guilt that the enemy speaks to you about having that shame. desire that like shame mm-hmm. too yeah. like oh how could you right. want to say that about someone that's so awful or how could you think that about someone that's so awful right. and it turns yeah. out he's the one put this <laughs> this, is, this is our so so and this is what i always wonder i always i was always asked this as a christian early on like i'm a christian i'm supposed to be free like that's what the bible right. says like i'm set free why don't i feel free and this was part of the answer mm-hmm. is this freedom was always my inheritance as a as a believer as a as a son of god like god wanted me to walk in freedom i just didn't know how like it was always offered to me it was my inheritance in Mm -hmm. the kingdom i just didn't know what it looked like and so there is this freedom available to us really deliverance ministry is for christians it's most that's its main thing it's christians who have given their life to jesus have this inheritance of freedom that's offered to them and getting people free from these demonic attachments on their life is one way that they actually experience that freedom. Um, so it's actually happened a lot at Horizon. Yeah. <laughs> more more than we talk about, but it's happened a lot. Yeah, you won't be like the one person who had deliverance no. prayer at Horizon right. like yeah. forever. Right. <laughs> you know, you're the one person whispered about. Like there's a ton of people, right. like right. tons of people. But also it, again, it's like an overemphasis on God's sovereignty too like you think that when you accept the lord like you you get completely free and there is nothing but no i mean you're born into a battle like there's a battle of light and darkness out there and there's an enemy that when you accept the lord like sees you again as a big threat and is gonna you know push on those wounds in those areas in your life right so the the language that's helped me with that concept is is the promised land Hmm. the promised land was given to israel but they they then had to go occupy the land, mm-hmm. fight for it. They owned it. It was theirs. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. Lord said, "This is yours," and that's yeah. that's what we get when we get saved. Like like right. it's ours. Like, right. but the the phrase that I love is, um, "Jesus is the one that redeemed it," but we have to go reclaim it. Mm. And so, we are redeemed completely, one hundred percent, body, soul, and mind and spirit. Like all of us is redeemed, one hundred percent. That's not in question. Jesus did that. We don't do that. He paid for all of it, 100%. But there's this going and reclaiming what has been purchased for mm-hmm. us. Right. And this deliverance is really about reclaiming the freedom that was purchased for us, that Jesus did all the work to set us free. We just have to go, you know, and reclaim I think it. In all of this, our goal, and then I, I wish people knew this more fully is our goal is that they feel loved by us and they Absolutely. feel loved by the father. Mm-hmm. And that all of this prayer, whether it's 
healing and physical healing or inner healing or deliverance is all about them feeling loved by the father and to know who they are in him Absolutely. and how he sees them and nothing's going to be forced on you not, mm-hmm. you know any of this you can say I'm not ready for this and come back another time but we want you all anybody who comes to a prayer room to feel deeply loved by us feel part of a community and loved by your father in heaven so what do we see as the future of the prayer team at horizon is there more yeah that we want to do well the the idea was always that this would lead to something else it was never an end in, in itself i think the prayer team gives us a good option for people that at the end of a church service they feel like the lord is moving compelling them you know to address an area of their life or to go receive prayer um but I want everyone at Horizon to be able to pray for their family, for mm-hmm. their neighbors, for their coworkers. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want it to just be the prayer team. I want the entire church to be able to go and lay hands on the sick and see them get well. And, and so part of what these seminars that I want to do this year on healing mm-hmm. it, is take some of what we do in the prayer team training, but just invite everyone. Mm-hmm. Hey, come learn how to go pray for, you know, your mom's not well, go pray for, you don't need the prayer. I mean, great. If you want to invite a prayer team person Mm -hmm. to go pray for them, awesome. We'd be glad to do that. But like, you're a Christian and you have the Holy Spirit in you. And, and so all this is available to you too. Again, to Luke's point, you don't have to be like super spiritual Christian. Like this is the inheritance for every Christian, uh, everyone that has the Holy Spirit and, and all of us can grow in this all of us can mature in this so my hope is to see the whole church doing this Mm -hmm. like out at the grocery store you know kids in tow they're praying for the person in front of them Mm -hmm. you know co-worker is sick they're praying for him right there um i love that they you know might want to invite them to church invite them for the prayer team to pray for him that's awesome i love that but um my hope is to see everyone you know uh praying for people and seeing God just do amazing things. I love that. I, I read this. I'm going to end with this quote I read this morning by R.A. Torrey. He was a evangelist and writer, preacher, the end of the 19th, early 20th century. And he said, when the devil sees a man or woman who really believes in prayer, who knows how to pray, and who really does pray, and above all, when he sees a whole church on its face for, before God in prayer, He trembles as much as he ever did, Hmm. for he knows that his day in that church or even that community is at an end. That's awesome. I love that. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. We're definitely going to have to come back and talk more and share more stories. If you'd like more information, listeners, about Horizon Church and the prayer team, check out our website on horizontowson.com. If you have a prayer need during the week that's not a prayer Sunday, there's actually a link there that you can fill out a form. It goes to Mark, who just realized. And so that you can receive prayer during the week. We are a community where you will be loved and have opportunities to be loved. Thank you so much for joining us on the horizon.